FPV, my friends, my new favorite freeladders. Welcome back, everyone, and hi to this new podcast episode. You haven't heard from me through this medium for a long time now. And I'm curious if someone is even listening to this because I cannot even share it on my Instagram because as you might know if you follow me on YouTube, I have done a social media detox 30-day quitting social media challenge and I'm still in it. It's the fourth, not the third week, I think. So usually I share these podcast episodes in my Instagram story and because of that they got like 40 to 50 listens or whatever you say place and that's pretty okay i mean i have never really focused on this podcast but i think it's a a good extension to my other social media channels and today i would like to talk about fpv drones so fpv drones is pretty much what i've been thinking of and what i've been doing in my life for the last one and a half months i would say or even a little bit longer let's just introduce this topic by quickly explaining what FPV is. So for those that don't know it already, FPV stands for first person view and a FPV drone or a FPV race drone is basically a drone, <laughs> as the name already says, that you fly unusual than other drones, not by looking at the drone in the sky and seeing how it's oriented, but by having goggles and you basically have a transmission from the drone the drone has a little camera on front, in the front of the drone and in the cockpit, if you would like to call it like that. And then you see the, you see the video transmission from that. And so you fly the drone as if you were sitting in the drone somehow and it feels absolutely crazy. You feel like a bird and it's dangerous, it's fast and I don't know, it's really funny. Why did I get into this? Well, here's the story around one and a half years ago or around one year ago i first saw a video of an fpv drone so basically i should start somewhere else i've been introduced into drones way early i've already talked about it in a youtube video so here's the story my dad used to build his own drones back in days my dad was fascinated with building his own drones big drones that he can mount real cameras on so real dslrs and stuff and he also built these airplanes that you fly with radios and so he would build the drone and i also got interested naturally in drones because it's always i think if a parent is interested in, in something when you're a kid you tend to also be interested in that or you try to do it and i always really liked it i actually owned a drone long before I ever got introduced into filmmaking or photography, long before I ever got my first real camera, I owned a Phantom 3 4K, it was called, that was my first drone, or actually my second drone, my first drone was what we've built ourselves, like a DJI drone, but not nothing like a Mavic or something, but really like self-built, soldered, buy all the electronics and parts and build these things, it was super cool. And then you had to program everything. And I just remember that we crashed it a lot of the times because we did not know if it works now, but super cool hobby also to learn about these things. And then I got my Phantom 3 4K when I was around 13, 14 years old. I don't know, I was flying a lot with it. I had fun just flying with it, recording some videos, taking some photos whenever we went into the mountains with my family. And really no intention, but I was very early in the game somehow. If I kept going, I often think that if from there on I kept going, I did everything to become good at drones, I would probably be a drone master right now. But you know, as things develop, I sold the drone after two years or three years after i've used it a lot 
to buy my iMac, I think at the time, or my camera, I'm not sure about that. I think I sold the Phantom 3 4K when I was around 15 years old. Yes, that, that was probably the age. And then with that money, I bought my first camera. I'm pretty sure about that. So I exchanged my first drone for my first camera. From there on, I kind of like haven't been flying drones for two years or so or three years from there on i've just shot with my camera and i got into filmmaking and photography a lot i really liked making skate videos and started my youtube channel after a little while also but then um i started to use drones again my dad always owned a mavic and the mavic air <laughs> and so i started to use these drones a little bit again for all my cinematic videos because it's really a cool tool for filmmaking, especially the Mavic series, because it's so portable. You can bring it on every mountain and get epic shots. The Mavics are really cool, nothing to say about it, but it's a, it's definitely more a filmmaking tool. It's funny to fly it, but it's not, it's not what the FPV drone is. And so I've used the Mavic. I've also made a tutorial recently about drone photography a few weeks ago. Oh yeah, and what I wanted you to tell you, um, so that's, where I've used Mavics. But back in the days, actually like six, seven years ago, when my dad used to build these drones and the airplanes and stuff, once a year there was this, um, how do you call this, fuck. Um, I would just call it event. In Germany, this is a big event where they show all sorts of airplanes and electronic points and all stuff that you control with radios and you know there is a whole group of people interested in that and once a year we went to that event and at some point something changed at the event from one year to another there was this huge hangar or this hall where they um, did fpv drone racing and that was where i saw this for the first time and at the time I did not really know what it was. Basically how it looked like, there was this huge hall and there were 10 freaks sitting somewhere with their goggles on and in the hall there were these obstacles like rings and stuff and they were doing drone racing. So they fly through the rings and then probably the fastest that does not crash the drone wins. And I know that this is a huge thing in the United States. I know that a lot of people do that. I recently also saw it in TV. So this has um, got more popular over the years. There are probably people that do this professional. There are drone leaks, I think. And then the winners will get a lot of money and stuff. It's just like every other sport or hobby. Um, that is drone racing and that is when I got first introduced to that. I don't know, I thought it was kind of cool, but it never really came in my mind to get into this. But then one and a half years ago or one year ago, as I said, when I was already interested in filmmaking and, and I started to follow a lot of filmmakers and that's what excited me and what I wanted also to develop myself in. Then I came across a few people that started to use this tool that I saw back in the days, the drone, uh, the race drone for filmmaking. And one of these um, people is Johnny FPV. You've probably by now heard of him. He's He's a legend. I don't know. He's so good in this. Um, he has, I think, over 500,000 followers on Instagram now. He blew up lately and his videos have been hyped by a lot of people. They are also super cool. I mean, some of the stuff that he does is insane. And he's also someone, as far as I know, or actually I'm pretty sure, after looking at a few older YouTube videos of him, he also comes from this drone racing league. So he might have even been at that contest or... Uh, similar contests i don't know later on he decided to get into the whole cinematic fpv thing and that is where he now got so famous where his videos now got popular because drone racing videos usually are not that cool i mean if you look at them they are rather exhausting to look at and 
beautiful. And so him and some other people made this a little bit of a trend, I would say. And also Sam Calder, definitely. You maybe also know him. He's a huge yeah, travel filmmaker. And Sam Calder has definitely also impacted this. He's been using these drones for one and a half or two years. And then I did some research. I wanted to know what this is. And then I've seen some other channels. I read some things about it and I got more and more interested. I knew that my dad already has a lot of knowledge in the arena. And I knew that I also could use his Fetchak goggles, for example, which otherwise are super expensive. So I thought, why not get into this? I mean, trying something new is always funny. And, and what I think what was also a point at the time, like half a year ago, where I first thought about getting into it was I was doing filmmaking and I was making my short cinematic clips on YouTube and my skate videos. And I don't know, I got... I wanted to find something that, that I could really dive into and become an expert in. And I wanted to find something that made my videos a little bit unique. I don't know if you understand that, but I've till now struggled a little bit with finding my own thing and finding my style in a way in filmmaking. And I've, yes, I've shot my, what I think pretty good skate videos. And I like the VX videos that I make. And some of the videos I think are pretty cool. But till now there hasn't been the thing that made my videos unique in a way for me. And so I thought the FPV drone, even though there are already some people into it, it's still way early. It's still today, I think is way early. And so I thought it is better to just go for it now instead of going for it in two years when everybody's into FPV drones. And so just, just go for it, I said myself. And so then I did a lot of research on what you need. And then quickly I realized that this is a shitload of work to build everything. And, and you can't compare this to a normal drone. This is a total different world. You really need to dive into this and learn about different things that you didn't thought you need here. And so before I do something like this, I always do a lot of research. Then around two months ago, I said myself, okay, fuck it. Now you just buy this drone. You see what happens if it doesn't work or if you need to order some other things or if it's the wrong drone, then that's also okay, but you just go for it now. And then I um, bought the drone that I thought is the best to begin with, which actually in the end was not really the best choice. And I just went for it. I ordered the drone from Banggood. The drone is called iFlight Nazgul 5. I subscribed to a few YouTube channels on YouTube. <laughs> that was stupid. <laughs> there are three channels that I liked that talk only about FPV drones. And so I learned a lot from these channels and watched their videos and saw what I need. Once the drone arrived at the time, I still thought that I can use the old um, radio from my father that he used back in the days for his airplanes and for his drones, but that didn't work out well. So I also had to get a radio. That was okay for me. It was hundred bucks again. The drone was 200 if you're interested, not afraid to talk about this, but hundred bucks was okay for me. I definitely, for everyone that wants to hate here, I definitely paid this from my own money. I mean, the radio, you are going to have the radio for a lot of time. It's not going to break. The drone will break definitely, but the radio is not going to break unless you I don't know, throw it off a cliff. So you can also use it with other drones. You need one radio. And so I ordered the radio that is most popular in the community and that also worked with my drone already because my drone had the receiver for this radio. So it was practical to get it. And then I had these parts. Lastly, I also ordered batteries because you also need batteries and we did not have the ones that we needed. We have batteries at home for drones and airplanes, but they were too big and they had too much million pair hours. And so I ordered three batteries and 
Then I think that's pretty much it. My dad had the goggles. I have the DJI Osmo Action that I wanted to film with. So I think I did not forget anything, no. And then we started to do research. It took us a well long time to set everything up. I will say if you want to get into this, it is a fun hobby, but it is a lot of research, watching YouTube videos for hours, solving problems. If you're not into this stuff and electronics and learning how to solder and stuff like that, then you're probably lost way soon here. I enjoy it and so it is no problem. I also am lucky, I need to say it once again here. I know that it would be harder if I would be on my own. Having my dad support me here and with his knowledge and with his tools also, that's also a big part, very helpful. And I mean, otherwise I need to buy a solder machine or whatever you call it. Soldering is basically when you match or put together two cables. I don't know if you ever did that. Um, Löten in Dutch. And you put together the cables with this hot stick or I have no idea how to call this part this super technical and then you put on this um this metal or this um thin I have no idea how to call this I'm not going to go into this anyways if you do not have these tools already you need to buy them that's also something that no one talks about it is not like a normal DJI drone you don't buy this and you can fly it straight away I would say it took us two weeks from the day the drone arrived until we first went outside to try it out. So that's definitely something that you need to keep in mind because I'm also sometimes a little impatient, not much, but I waited um, for two weeks for shipping and then the drone arrived and I was super excited and I thought, now we are going to fly it. Let's get the cinematic shots. And then you have to realize that you're not going to fly this because first you need to learn uh, everything about this and this it's going to be a long journey and you're not going to fly the day it comes into the mail. And so we ran into a few issues and we had to solve a few problems. That's probably going to happen to everyone. For example, our receiver didn't work because it was for the US and then it didn't work with the radio and we had to flash it and order a new one. And I don't know, we, ha we did not have the right cable, so we had to build the cable. Then once everything was finished, we did our first flight. That was super interesting. We just tried it in our garage and outside a little bit. It is super hard. I expected it to be easier. You always expect it to be easier in the end, but it is so hard to just control it. You need to be super concentrated, super focused. And in the beginning for the first three flights, as I've said in the last YouTube video, I flew it just hovering without the goggles. So just looking at the drone and trying to get it stable and trying not to crash into anything. Hardest thing is definitely controlling the drone and then landing it. Landing it is super hard to smoothly land it. In the beginning, I think you care a lot how it lands. You go very slow and after a little while you realize that this drone is actually made to try out a lot of things and to crash it also. It is pretty strong also, that's cool. If you crash this drone into a tree, it's probably not going to break. Maybe one cable is going to break and you saw that, but it is pretty strong actually, that's cool. And so for the first two flights, that was just um, in the garage and near my house and somewhere in an area. We just tried to hover it, nothing special. So that was just the first practice. And so I should probably say, because a lot of it mentioned it in my YouTube video that I did in the beginning, where I talked about why I got the FPV drone. Yes, I definitely trained in the simulator. There were a lot of people telling me that I need to train the simulator. I did not find one for free and I think there is no good simulator for free. So I bought one for $8, I think called Drone Racing League Simulator. I think it's called if you're interested. And I downloaded it for my Mac. Then I could um, connect my radio that I bought with the simulator. In the beginning, I actually used a 
PlayStation controller because I did not have the radio because I waited um, until it arrived. And then once the radio arrived, I used the radio because that's way different than a PlayStation controller, definitely. And you should start in the simulator. That's super important to get a feeling and to know which movements you do with which sticks and stuff like that, where the throttle is, where the all these different things are. And then I tried a little bit in the simulator, but to be honest, I don't know, people might hate for that a little bit. I just did not enjoy the simulator at all. Some people might say um, you are complaining on a high level, which I probably am. I don't know, it was so boring. I did not like it. It was also, and I need to mention this here, I don't know how it is for other people, but in my opinion, it is very different from the real world. And I don't think that the simulator is a very good practice. This is just my opinion. I'm just going to say what I think here. This is my podcast, so I'm going to say it. And if you disagree here, that's totally fine for me. But in my opinion, the simulator is not a very good practice. I think that it's better to get the drone and to maybe spend let's say five hours in the simulator to get the first feeling. But then I think it's better to get the drone and fly it somewhere in a garage. Maybe you put on the ground, you put something soft. We also did that and we put some cardboard so that when it lands, it doesn't break right away. But then you just try in real life because the drone in reality is way different and reacts way different than in the simulator, I just think the simulator is a bad, I don't know if it is the simulator that I used or the settings that I had, but I just don't think that it's way accurate to the real world. Spend a little bit of time in the simulator and don't go too much in the simulator. Even though a lot of people that are into this will tell you that you need to spend at least 20 hours or more in the simulator. I don't know, it's up to you, do whatever you want. My way of doing this is getting the drone and crashing it into a tree. <laughs> and I don't know, you might bring up the point that um, you're wasting a lot of money if you crash it all the time and break it, but I don't think so, because sooner or later you're going to crash this anyway. If you practice a lot in the simulator and then um, go outside, you're going to crash it anyway. So I'd rather crash it once more than to spend a lot of time sitting at home in front of my computer in the simulator. I don't know. It just didn't excite me. And so I wanted to have fun. And actually I crashed it three times till now and nothing really happened. I just had to solder one cable with my dad and that's it. So, and these were like pretty heavy crashes, I would say, if you saw the one from the last YouTube video. And so once I felt confident to put on the goggles and go for it, that was two days ago, I said to myself, now I'm going to record this video and just go for it because I knew that I can do it. I've never really, before the video, I've never put on the goggles. Putting on the goggles is very different from just hovering and looking at it. And so I said, now little brother, come with me. We are going to try this. We went to a big area where there's a lot of space. You may saw it. So we had a lot of place or space to fly the drone. And I first up did a little warm up, hovered it without the goggles. Um, so if I am ready for this and then I said, yes, I'm ready for this. I put on the goggles at that point. It got serious. Once you put on these goggles, I don't know it everything changes and that is when the real FPV starts. I pushed up the throttle and off it went the drone. It is super cool. I really enjoyed it. it you really feel like a bird a little bit. It does somehow feel a little bit like a game, 
But then you realize that this is actually the real world. I don't know, it's a super cool feeling. I've never experienced something like it before. In the beginning, I was shocked in the first 10 seconds because I did not know what to do. But then I just thought practical. I knew how to do curves. I knew how to go higher and lower. I knew everything. I mean, I practiced it before in the garage. So I just did what I knew already and it went pretty good, I would say. I um, was flying for four minutes or so. It was super funny and I did nothing too crazy. I was pretty high in the air so that I couldn't crash in the beginning. And I really enjoyed my flight. But then in the end, we crashed it as you might have seen. But I don't know if things like this happen because landing the drone is super hard. That's something that you should keep in mind. Flying the drone in the beginning on a very basic level, just like I did, was pretty okay if you practiced it wasn't that hard but landing it was super hard because i also tried because we actually did two flights i tried to um, land it the first flight actually landed successfully because i hovered it like 10 meters in front of me 10 meters in the air um, away and once i had it stable my brother said yes now it's stable then i put away the goggles and then the first problem that i never thought about if you um, look into the goggles for two minutes and then you put them away in daylight, you don't see anything for five seconds or seven seconds because it's so bright. And then I couldn't see anything, but um, the drone was stable in the air. I had it controlled and then I saw the drone. I landed it without the goggles and that's way easier. You just land it. That's not a huge deal. But the second attempt, I wanted to land it with the goggles because you can't always put away the goggles and then don't see anything that's also stupid because then you lose it if you do that too often and if you, something goes wrong and i'm pretty sure i'm actually sure now after checking a few videos you land it obviously flying towards you so that you don't crash into yourself and so that you can see yourself and then i was coming towards us i wanted to land it and my brother said stop as you maybe send a video and i don't know i was well confused sometimes when you have these goggles on and you need to control all the stick inputs, you get confused. And then I did not know anymore what to do. And somehow I just put up the gas all the way. And I don't know, I went full speed into the tree. And yeah, it was not a soft landing. We destroyed the cable that goes to the antenna, but that was fixed easily by soldering it. And that was no huge deal. And two props are gone. But I think the thing with the props is like, you have to order a couple of sets or actually a lot of sets because they just break but they don't cost a whole lot, that's okay. And I think next time it's going to work out. Actually, I tried it yesterday again and then it worked out, landing in front of me with the guy. So it's all practicing. And I think the fails need to happen in the beginning in order for you to learn it. And so I don't see this as bad. And I think it's going to happen again, obviously, when I maybe try something new again or when I maybe try to fly in the forest, for example, that's something that I would really like to try out. I would love to get a shot of me flying in the forest, getting close to the trees. That is like my dream scenario. And when I will try that, I will probably also crash it. I will have to live with these crashes. My life does not depend on this, so it's okay. And I'm not sure how the experts in this field view this, but for me, it seemed like for the first flight, it wasn't that bad. And also my goal in the end is always to get cool videos. And I got a few shots, I need to say, they're not many, but a few shots that kind of look okay. They still look like a normal drone and there's nothing really special about them. But a few look kind of cool for the beginning and it's not even close to where I would like to get it. But I mean, for the first flight, it's pretty good. My goal in the end is definitely to learn it good enough so that I can make cinematic videos in mountains and get super cool shots and not only use the clip in my videos but i would like to make whole edits just fpv edits my goal is in the end to make for example a the dolomites from the sky fpv edit for example i would like to 
travel around or drive around this summer in the local mountains as we will probably not leave our country this summer and then I would like to get some cool FPV shots in the mountains and make a little edit that's the goal for the summer and obviously flying through the pillars over my house and where this wall is as I've said in the other video which a lot of people were surprised by. <laughs> One main goal of this is definitely to bring you along, not only here on the podcast, maybe also a little bit with Q&As. I thought about that, doing a few Q&As on the podcast because I think that works better on the podcast, but definitely YouTube. I would like to make quite a few tutorials and share my knowledge and things that I learned throughout the journey and document the journey in a way so that others that think about getting into this other filmmakers that are already doing this can learn something and maybe I don't know maybe it inspires you to try this out as well because I think we are still early in the game and now from a totally other point of view I think as a filmmaker or creator or whatever it is always good to have a skill that is a little bit more that not everyone has you know making slow-mo videos with your Sony camera Almost everyone can do that in the field, but being able to get certain shots with FPV drones and also normal drones, even though normal drones is a little bit broader. But if you do FPV cinematography, for example, you are really specified and that way you can really be, I don't know, something that maybe a brand could need. Or I always also think from that angle. And so it's also a cool thing in that direction. And if you would also like to get into this, I know that there are a lot of questions that will come up. You can always feel free to DM me on Instagram, not right now, but in two weeks again. But other than that, on YouTube, under my videos, I answer to all the comments so we can chat there. If you have any questions or as I said, then in two weeks again on Instagram, definitely. And I will also share some posts on Instagram, FPV clips. Till now, I've almost only shared photos on my Instagram, but I will probably start sharing FPV clips on there from now on or from two weeks now on, actually. And then I might, I'm thinking about this as a third or fourth source of content towards FPV. I would like to start a little blog, maybe, because I've always wanted to try blogging, so writing blogs. And I don't know, I found a way that I could maybe integrate a blog into my website. I don't know if someone still reads in 2020, but I don't know, me for example, I read if I have a question about how do I set up this FPV, for example, the drone, and then I will also type this in, and I think a blog would also be cool. I'm going to see if I have the time and also the motivation to do that, but that's definitely something that I'm thinking about. Other than that, this is almost everything that I wanted to let you know. The next episode of this podcast, I would like to make a Q&A, definitely oriented about FPV drones if possible, but also other filmmaking questions. So if you have any question, anything about filmmaking FPV drone, then I think with podcast, you can't really leave comments as far as I know. You can leave them under my YouTube videos or on Instagram. And then in two or three weeks, I will record the next podcast episode where I will answer the questions that you asked me. So thanks for listening to this one, not watching you, obviously not watching. Thanks for taking the time to listen to me talking about drones. And I will hopefully hear you then on YouTube and see you everywhere where I am. So thank you a lot for the support. Goodbye. Peace.